Hi, I'm Louis, and you're listening to the Titgen Traveler, a short, lively, personal, and easy to listen to travel guide aiming at helping the Titgen residents who are planning to travel to go on an exchange, or maybe make them want to do so. The idea of this Titgen podcast came to me because when I travel or live somewhere, I'm always looking for nice places and experiences of the billion tracks that locals would recommend in order to get the most out of it. When I realized that the exchange students here at Tilgen were coming from all over the world, I thought, why not ask them to talk about where they come from, what they love about it and share with us some advices. What museums to visit, where to go shopping, where to go out, where and what to eat. Those are some of the crucial questions that are going to be answered in this podcast. Today we are with Luisa from Madrid, who even though already back home, was very excited to give something back to her beloved Titkeners. So when she kindly accepted to share her love for the Spanish city, we recorded this podcast through Skype. My name is Luisa and I lived in 16-1 in Titkin for a semester. Uh, and I'm from Spain, Madrid. To describe Madrid, I think it's a it's a combination of different cool cities all in one. I mean, Madrid is such a cool city. You can do absolutely everything you want. Uh, there's always people everywhere. And I don't know. It has a lot of spirit, and yeah, everyone's so nice. So yeah, I recommend you to come. Um, I would say for movies, it's not kind of describing Madrid, it's more kind of describing Spain as it is. It's a comedy that talks about the differences that are in the south and north of Spain. Because uh, the cool thing about Spain is that you come and every city you visit, you look like you're in a totally different country because we're so different one from another. So it's called Ocho Apellidos Vascos, which is eight surnames in Basque. So I would highly recommend that one and the sequel, which is super cool. They're super fun. And for books, I mean, Madrid is in the middle of it's in the middle of Spain, so it's in the middle of what we call Castilla. Um, so Campos de Castilla, it's a classic uh, book written by Antonio Machado, and it's a really beautiful book. So I recommend you to read it. Any song from this group that is called Pereza and from this artist that is called Leiva. There are songs that you can hear all the time in Madrid because they're really Spanish kind of way, music groups, and the songs are so nice. And Ithal too. So winters are bad here because they're really cold. I mean, not as much as, as in Copenhagen, God bless, but, <laughs> but yeah, they're cold and And now this transition to spring is raining and it's not good. But and then summer is really, really, really hot. You, you you just can't you just can't stand it. It's really bad. So I would I would recommend between spring and the beginning of summer. Don't go in July. Please don't go don't come in July because you can die in there. Uh, but I think between April, May, June are the best times to come and to visit because you're gonna see everything starting to 
the flowers starting to come out and the sun never leaves because it's the good thing that we have. We have a really good weather between April and November. It's always really good. And even here, sometimes this week has, the sun has come out and then you just have to take layers and layers off because it's, so, it's actually, it gets warm. Uh, I think the public transport in Madrid is exceptional. I, I really, really love it for local, well, not local, maybe people that spend here more than a month. It's conventional for you to to buy a ticket that it's monthly ticket. You pay 20 euros and you can go as far as two hours away from Madrid using that same ticket. And I think 20 euros is super nice. And yeah, sometimes if you come and plan on doing a lot of trips, I recommend you to get that card instead of trips, like alone mm -hmm. trips, because that's more expensive. But still, like the public transport is the best way to move around. There's metro every single minute, buses everywhere. I've never seen that many buses in my life, so yeah. Well, if you want to drive, there's uh, electric car minute rental. Like in Copenhagen, there's Drive Now. Here we have three brands that are Car2Go, Emov, and City. So those are really cheap too. So you should know from that. I think uh, the three main museums in Madrid are Museo del Prado, Museo del Thyssen, Iborcemisa, and Museo Reina Sofia. Uh, as of Museo del Prado, it's the most touristic one. It's like there's lines of hours there to, to go in. But there's most of the Spanish paintings are there. There's a lot of Velázquez and Goya. And yeah, it's really nice, but it's like maybe the Louvre in, per in Paris. It's just, just impossible to see it all in one day. The Thyssen, it's, it's really nice. And they have uh, most of the time some part-time collections that are really, really cool. And then the Reina Sofia, it's more like modern, but it has the painting, more, most paintings of Picasso. So that depends on what you like. So I think a really touristic place that you should definitely visit is El Escorial and El Valle de los Caídos. They're 45 minutes away from Madrid by car, but still is really really beautiful it's so worth it like el escorial it's a monastery i think it's a word in english uh old monastery that was later built into a castle so the it was like a refugee for the kings and queens of spain when the situation wasn't good and then el valle de los caídos is like a huge cross with also a cemetery in honor of the victims of the civil war but you can see the entire city of Madrid uh, from from there, so so it's amazing. I always get such an awe when I go. If you go to Monasterio del Escorial in Valle de los Caídos, it's it's kind of mountains because Madrid, the 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 north of Madrid is surrounded by mountains, so you can go there actually skiing in winter, and in summer it's so nice that you can like the hikes are amazing i've done a few of them and they're just so pretty but el escorial especially is so beautiful to walk around hiking outside of madrid is really cool and not to visit i think i don't think there's something that has disappointed me a lot from madrid 
the Estadio Santiago Bernabéu, which is in the middle of in, in the middle of the city, literally. It's really ugly on the outside, but in the inside it's really cool. So but you should go in, like it's the Bernabéu. So. I mean, the main sport in Spain is football, so soccer. But yeah, I mean, if you go, if you come to Madrid, I would recommend for you to at least try to go to an Atlético de Madrid or Real Madrid match, even though it's against an awful team. Just seeing the crowd is so cool. As I said before, that Santiago Bernabéu is in the middle of the city. There are, uh, there's this, well, the Paseo de la Castellana, it's like a street that goes from south to north of Madrid, and that's all full of buildings. But the norther you go, the more metropolitan it is. So that, there's a place that is called Torre Picasso, which was which is property of Amancio Ortega, the owner of Inditex. And it's so beautiful at night. It's white, completely white, super well taken care of. And the cool thing that they just that they started doing is that um, this street that I told you about that goes from south to north, it's called Paseo de la Castellana. And on Sundays, from 9 in the morning until 2, 2 p.m., they cut the entire circulation of cars. And you can go there walking and skating, and it's really good because, it, yeah, it's super pu- beautiful to walk around there. You go through the Prado, you go through the Thyssen, you go through the, the Retiro, and it's super, super beautiful. So I would I would do that outdoor activity if you were right. So it's really touristic, as you know, and the old part of Madrid, I recommend you to walk through it as much as you can because it's it's really nice and they have maybe the oldest restaurant in the world, but it's like really put in there. So just take a look at stuff when you when you are walking around. And if you ever coincide that it's a good day in Madrid and, and it's sunny, I would recommend you to go when it starts getting the sunset to the Royal Palace in the Catedral de Almudena and then to the Temple of the World because the sunsets in the Temple of the World are amazing. And before before it became so known, El Círculo de Bellas Artes, it's a building that you go to the rooftop and you just can like lay down in there and just chill and take a drink. Before it wasn't so crowded and, and now they make you pay, but it was amazing to go in there. But now, if the Círculo de Bellas Artes is too crowded, you can go to the town hall, get the get the lift and go up and just watch the same thing that you would watch the circularis artists from the rooftop of the of the town hall and it's really pretty. I think the chilliest place you can go is the Retiro Park. Um, in spring is the best time to go, so you just lay down a blanket and nice where you're in heaven, you just take a book and it's the place the coolest places to chill. And maybe then to go out, really Madrid is full of bars everywhere if you want to go, but the one that it's always full and full of people and it's really cultural and there's a lot of restaurants to go and and then clubbing, I don't know, it's Malasaña. It's a really cool place like in, near the Retiro, but on the other side of the Castellano. The thing is that it's so big that we we constantly change where we go out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes we go there, sometimes we stay in in the north in a place that is called Nuevos Ministerios because there's a lot of clubs in there. Uh, for going out for lunch and, and going out with my friends and stuff, I think 
knows ministerios is the best one for me because I like uh, having an idea of a big city and you go to that place and it's all huge buildings and and super cool restaurants and clubs that are typical for Madrid people to go because there maybe they look horrible and you wouldn't I wouldn't send you there but we have so much fun there so it's yeah it's so cool sometimes we go to the uh, university part uh, sometimes we go to the south of Madrid where the train station at Dutch is so you, we, we always we're always changing because the coolest clubs are spread everywhere so Pacha, for example, which you know about Pacha Ibiza, there's one in Madrid, and it's in the middle of Malasaña. But the coolest club in Madrid, I think for people who come here, it's called Teatro Capital, but it's in it's in the south of Madrid, it's like really far away from Pacha, so and it's really expensive to go out here. So, But also if you want to go out, get something a little bit more formal, uh, because it's like it's re- as I said, it's really really expensive to go out in Madrid. Like a club costs twenty euros just to go in, so yeah, it's kind of it hurts. Um, if you come from abroad and you want to try good Spanish food, there's this place called El Rincón de Jaén, which go- it blows your mind of how good it is. Depends on what you ask. It's expensive or it's cheap. Don't ask for jamón in there because it's the same thing as you buy it in the supermarket. Um, but they make traditional Spanish food really good. So I really like to go there because yeah, I'm a fan of Spanish food. But then, yeah, Malasaña, as I said, is full of places. There's a place called Ochenta Grados that it's um, innovation of Spanish traditional food, which is really good too. Um, Perra Chica, uh, Cherry Pecas, I don't know, there's a lot of places. Like, really, you can eat really good. Like, gastronomy in Madrid is really good. Um, Gazpacho, which is a tomato soup with vegetables and bread. Uh, Tortilla de patata, it's an omelette with, uh, yeah, eggs and potatoes, that's simple. Um... Then we have this thing that it's abitas that are like uh, green beans, but the thing that go in, inside the beans, I don't know how you call it, with a little bit of jamón and all uh, mixed. Uh, there, Then we have a salad of tuna and tomato, which, I, I mean, it's that simple, but it's so good. You have no idea how good it is. Uh yeah, I, I would try. I would try that. If you go to Rincón de Jaén, just ask for that. It is really good. Mm-hmm. Also, I think people think, oh, Spain, paella. But actually, the the gastronomy of Spain is so big. It's it's like paella is more for the south and gazpacho is more for the south. Then we have, in time, like between February and March, our typical food is cocido, which is like a combination. It's a bomb. Then you go to Catalonia and you have uh, different dishes. You go to the north and you have a lot of presents with fish and and seafood. And yeah, so it's anything you try, it's going to be good. Uh, turron. Turron, it's like a chocolate with popped rice that we have in Christmas. I die for that. I, it's so good. 
Um, actually, I brought some to my uh, to my uh, kitchen mates, and I think they liked it. But I was just like so excited to eat it every time. Uh, and then in my and where I'm from, I'm from the north of Spain. Uh, we have uh, Tarta de Santiago, which is um, I know the I know the name in Danish. I don't know the name in in English. It's a uh, almond. Ah, uh, yeah, almond. Almond, an almond cake with yeah sugar and stuff. It's really good. In 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 the north, in in my hometown, everywhere they always have tarta Santiago. Turron is more like you buy it in the supermarket and you have it after you come from the the thing. But uh, there's a really traditional dessert that I forgot to mention that is called tarta de la abuela. It's basically cookie, chocolate, and milk, but condensed milk so it's like a yeah it's a tower and they serve it in most places in madrid and it's really good it's really really good then to go out shopping um barrio de salamanca and malasaña would be the coolest ones that's where the big shops are and but the cool thing about barrio salamanca is that you have little shops hidden in streets so it's really cool to go and find them and maybe no one else knows about it and yeah but also between Malasaña and and Gran Vía it's there's a lot of vintage stores there and it depends on what you like buying if you Mm -hmm. like buying more classy stuff go to Barrio Salamanca if it's more kind of vintage preppy it's it would be Malasaña. I'm a loyal buyer of Zara (laughs) <laughs> I have to say, the Spanish company representing, but there's a little, well, there's this little chain that it's in Madrid that is called um, Renata, and they make super cute coats, and there's one actually in Barrio Salamanca, and there's one in Malasaña, and yeah, that that's, that shop, it's just beautiful to go in. Even though you don't buy anything, you just want to go in because of how beautiful the clothes are. And also, um, it depends if you go to other parts of Spain, uh, the political points of views. I, I When I was in Copenhagen, I was so happy that we were able to talk about everything with tolerance and... Like, there's some people that they have strong beliefs, and in Spain are really passionate. So, depends on who you talk to, they might go out against you just because you said something that is not according to them. So, I I hope that most of Spain is not like that, but I just wouldn't get into those conversations if you have, you know, especially in Barcelona with the Catalonia thing. <laughs> Don't. Um, and now, if you have some things that you would recommend in Copenhagen, as you've been here one semester. Oh, I like a piece of my heart is in Copenhagen. I I didn't know a city could be so beautiful and so well done. It's it's like a city for me. I I love how doesn't matter if it gets dark at three in the afternoon um and being a spanish that i need the sun but <laughs> i mean i love the hige mm-hmm. that's that's such a cool culture thing to do um and there's and it's so cool that they have a word for it because for us it would be just a, oh i'm staying home bye 
um but it's much more than that you feel cozy and you feel comfy but still how even though some people are doing higa you go out and you see a lot of people on the streets and that's super cool to know that they still make life because uh if it was in spain at as soon as it gets dark i'm like oh okay when i'm going home because i have nothing to do but uh, there they don't and also i i don't think there's a single place or a single building that i have seen in copenhagen that is not pretty i mean in madrid you can find that some neighborhoods maybe are not that well taken care of or some places are a little bit dirty and stuff but and then you say oh no boy i didn't like this part but in copenhagen there's not a place that i said oh because it was almost like so well done that the old it's like the old and the new are combined and they made such a good thing because they they kept going respecting the old stuff i loved walking around Kongens, Nitorven, Norport that was between all there. That was so nice. And also around this the the central station, it it was it, we didn't go there that much, but I loved going there. I don't know why, but I I just loved it and and going from the central station more to Fredericksburg and stuff that walking around little houses, so cute little houses. Do you have some tips for the the new Tidgeners arriving now for the semester? I would tell them to get it. First of all, enjoy the experience of living with 12 other Danish people because they bring so much. Actually, they they've gotten uh, I've gotten I've left Copenhagen with so much stuff learned, and especially from the Danes, which I shared with them for. I shared with them my my culture and they shared with them with me their culture uh for four months so it got st stuck and yeah just to use the opportunity don't say no to anything because the more you say yes to stuff the maybe you can later see oh well it wasn't that uh but at, at least you tried and the, the times you try you enjoy it So yeah, to just not be shy and yeah, just enjoy it because it's a it's going to a new place you can start a new yourself. So this was the Tidgen Traveler. I apologize for the lower quality of this fourth episode and hope you liked it anyway. As usual, all the places mentioned will be written down in the description. You can also click on the Google Maps link and have access to the interactive map of the podcast. Thank you very much, Luisa, for having taken the time to talk with me despite the distance. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, if you're an exchange student or if you've just traveled somewhere and would like to share your experience, don't hesitate to contact me. Bye-bye.